Everyone has questions. Why am I here? Where will I go when I die? Is there really truth? But not everyone has biblical answers. Welcome to The Pastor Study, a ministry of pastorstudy.org. Join us now as we study the Bible to draw closer to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Here is Pastor Tom Brock. Welcome to the Pastor's Study. Well, Christmas is coming, and so I thought for the next four shows, we would talk about the characters of Christmas. So let me show you the manger scene here. And here we have uh, the angel, and we are going to talk about angels today. Next time, we're going to talk about the shepherds. And then following that, we're going to talk about the wise men. And then last, but of course not least, we're going to talk about the Christ child. But today, we're going to talk about the angels. And let me just make something clear here. When you die, you do not become an angel. Angels are these creatures that God made before he made the earth. So when you die, you don't become an angel. But Jesus said you become like an angel in that you'll be single. You won't be married in heaven. And one more thing about angels. In 610 AD, the angel Gabriel appeared to Muhammad in a cave and dictated to him the Quran. And we're going to find out today that angel Gabriel wasn't the angel Gabriel because Satan can masquerade as an angel of light. So if you would, bring, take out your Bible, turn to Matthew chapter 1, and we're going to look at one of the more famous stories in the world, uh, the birth of Christ. Matthew chapter 1, and let's pray before we begin. Father, we want to pray now that your Holy Spirit would speak to us as we study these verses. Lord, if people haven't thought about this whole supernatural realm called the angelic, we pray that you would speak to us and even help us appreciate the angels. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, Matthew chapter 1, starting at verse 18. Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, sexually that is, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. Here's the first lesson. The virgin birth happened. <laughs> Years ago when I was in college, I heard about a very liberal United Methodist Church down the street, and I wondered, well, what do they teach? So uh, one morning, Sunday morning, a, a buddy and I visited the church, and the preacher got up in the pulpit and said, it's Christmas time, and today I want to preach on the myth of the virgin birth. I think it's the only time I groaned out loud in church. And then I went to seminary to become a Lutheran pastor. I went to Luther Theological Seminary in St. Paul, Minnesota. And back then, I think the majority of the professors believed in the virgin birth. A few didn't. But I knew someone who was on the faculty there for years later. And I said to him, today, do most of the professors, do half of the professors at Luther Seminary believe in the virgin birth of Christ? He said to me, oh no, way less than half. 
Well, I don't know what they're celebrating, but you know what Christians have celebrated for 2,000 years? That Jesus Christ was born of a virgin, the Virgin Mary. And let me explain why the virgin birth was necessary. Please follow this. We are all born with something called original sin. <laughs> it's called original sin because it goes all the way back to the original sin when Adam and Eve sinned in the garden. When they did that, they got infected with sin. It was a congenital disease. They passed it on to their children. Even children are born in sin, which is why a lot of our churches baptize babies. Um, I, uh, I, I read to you uh, Psalm 51, verse 5. David says, Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity, in sin did my mother conceive me. You know, I've said to parents, did you notice when you were raising your kids, you had to teach them how to be bad, you didn't have to teach them, excuse me, you had to teach them how to be good, you didn't have to teach them how to be bad. And, and I heard somebody said to a pastor, well, pastor, I can't swallow the doctrine of original sin. And he said, you don't have to. It's already in you. <laughs> so the reason the virgin birth happened was God wanted Jesus to be perfect. So he overrode Joseph and didn't have Joseph involved. He put Jesus by the Holy Spirit directly into the Virgin Mary to protect Jesus from getting original sin so that he could be our perfect Savior and our perfect sacrifice on the cross. So don't give, if you've got a liberal pastor or a liberal seminary professor who doesn't believe in the virgin birth, he's wrong. It's in the Bible. Christians have believed in that for 2,000 years. Next verse, Matthew 1, verse 19. And her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put Mary to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered this, behold, an angel of the Lord. Here's the next lesson. Angels exist. <laughs> the word angel literally means messenger. So an angel is a messenger from God. And let me show you my little angel here. Never in the Bible does it say angels sleep on clouds and strum harps. It never says even that they have halos. In fact, the Bible does not teach that angels have wings. In Isaiah chapter 6, the seraphim have wings. And maybe they're an order of angels, but maybe not. But angels can appear as normal human beings. And that's why it says in Hebrews 13, be careful how you treat strangers, because some of you have entertained angels without knowing it. I, I, I know someone who told me that she one day was in an apartment talking with her friend about Christ. Her friend was not a believer, but had some really good, difficult questions. The doorbell rang. And this man came in and sat down and talked with them for a while and answered this person's questions perfectly and got up and left. And my friend said to her friend, who was that? And her friend said, I, I thought he was your friend. I, I've never met him. He's not your friend. No. I, well, let's go see who he was. And my friend said, no, I think that was an angel. In fact, right before this, this TV sh show started taping today, somebody told me a story of, of an angel that rescued them from sexual abuse when they were a little girl. I mean, I'll tell you a story. Take this for what you think it's worth. I'm a pretty big guy, six foot two, so I kind of go wherever I like and sometimes not so wisely. So years ago, I'm in downtown San Diego waiting for the bus 
to take me to visit friends in Los Angeles. I have an hour to kill, it's night. And I thought, well, I'll walk around downtown, sightsee San Diego. Well, I did it and I was in a rough part of town. But I didn't think about it, got back, got on the bus, stayed overnight with my friends. In the middle of the night, I woke up and there was this tall form standing over my bed as if to say, I was protecting you tonight. <laughs> So, you know, I, I hear people tell me their angel stories now and then. Angels exist. Look, look at the rest of verse, Matthew 1, verse 20. And the angel appeared to Joseph in a dream, saying, here's the next lesson, angels can appear in your dreams. But you've got to test it. I mean, I've said this before on this show. Dreams come from one of three places. God the devil, or pizza. And if an angel floats into your room tonight, that might be a real angel. But the Bible says Satan can masquerade as an angel of light. So it might not be a real angel, it might be the devil. Well, how do you know if that's a real angel or if it's the devil? Well, you gotta test it. Test everything against the written word of God, against scriptures, and if it's unscriptural, you throw it out. Again, the reason that angel Gabriel that appeared to Muhammad in 510 A.D. was not the angel Gabriel is because the Koran contradicts scripture regarding who Jesus is. So that was a fake Gabriel. My point is, test everything against scripture. New Age people are big into angels as their spirit guides. But listen, if somebody is channeling at a seance, dead Uncle Joe, or an angel, or a creature on another planet. Uh, no, it's either chicanery or it's demonic, but God forbids us to do that kind of thing. And now look back at verse 20, Matthew 1, 20. The angel said, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Here's the next lesson. Angels proclaim Jesus. Uh, that happened at his birth, Jesus is born. That happened at his resurrection, Jesus is risen. But the, perfect, the, the purpose of angels is to proclaim Christ. So again, the way you can determine whether an angel is a real angel, are they proclaiming the real Jesus Christ, the biblical Jesus Christ, or a weird, unbiblical version? Then that's the devil. Paul writes this, the Apostle Paul in Galatians 1, But even if we apostles or an angel from heaven should preach to you a gospel contrary to the one we apostles preach to you, let him be accursed. So my mom died years ago, but I remember going home to visit mom one, one week and, Tommy, have you seen Sylvia Brown on the Montel Williams show? I said, yeah, mom, she's not good. Oh, no, she's, she's a good Christian. She talks about God and angels. I said, mom, she's a psychic. She's into weird new age stuff. This is not from God. And um, uh, listen, everybody, just because somebody talks about God and angels does not mean they are from God. You have to test, uh, Sylvia Brown is now dead, but, but she was also uh, in trouble for fraud. And uh, just be careful. Test things. 
Next verse, verse 22. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. And now they're going to quote the Old Testament. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. Here's the big lesson. Jesus is God. Call his name Emmanuel. Why? Because he's God with us. I've put on the screen here, we're going to leave this up for a minute. If the Jehovah's Witnesses come to your door and say to you, Jesus is not God, you can write these verses down. These are just some of the verses in the New Testament that teach, oh yes, he is God. Jesus is God. Next verse. When Joseph woke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife. Here's the next lesson. Obey the angel's message. If, if it turns out that this is a real message, then you do what Joseph did. You obey the angel's message. But if it isn't biblical, something's weird about it, even if it's supernatural, that could be a masquerade from Satan, you chuck it. All right. So... One day I had my Bibles and my commentaries all open and all over the floor. I'm, I'm working on a sermon. The doorbell rings. It's two young Mormon missionaries. I moved everything. I said, let's talk. And they came in and the Mormons believe that in 1820, the angel Moroni appeared to Joseph Smith, gave him the golden tablets, the Book of Mormon. And I said to the, I was very polite, and I said to the Mormons, well, tell me what you believe uh, as far as salvation goes. Well, and they drew me a picture. There's three heavens. Heaven number one is where good Mormons go. Heaven number two is where normally good people go. Heaven number three is where bad people go, and almost nobody goes to hell in their religion. And I, I, I heard them out, and then I said, can I tell you what I think of your message? <laughs> yes. I think if you're going door to door with that, you're depressing people. Well, why is that? I said, I'm not good enough to get into heaven number three, much less heaven number one. I deserve hell for my sins. My hope for heaven is that Christ Jesus came to earth, died on the cross, rose from the dead, and it's only by his blood, by his atonement, I will be saved. And then one of the missionaries says, well, we believe all that. I said, wait a minute. You just shared with me what you called the gospel. You didn't mention Jesus Christ. All right, so they, they kept trying to uh, get me to believe that I, they believe like I do, which they, they believe in thousands of gods. And so finally, we talked for, I don't know, two hours. They're getting up to leave. And the Mormon missionary says to me, well, you have to admit one thing. That vision that Joseph Smith had of the angel Moroni, it started such a big movement. It must have been a supernatural, you know, may, that must have been a supernatural vision. I said, oh, I'll grant you that. Uh, uh, but he said, but, you know, when we, Jesus said you'll know them by their fruits. When we look at the fruits of Joseph Smith, we know that that vision was from God. And I said, I look at the fruits of Joseph Smith they believe in thousands of gods. You can become a god if you're a Mormon. Uh, you, you, uh, you get to heaven by being good enough and earning it. I see all of that, and I know exactly where that vision came from. And it was kind of spooky. The guy's eyes kind of went like this, and it was like I got a glimpse of what was behind their teaching. It was weird, and they left. But listen, if an angel from heaven comes and preaches to you a gospel contrary to Scripture, Paul says, get rid of it. 
verse 25. Joseph knew Mary not, didn't have sexual relations with Mary, until she had given birth to a son, and he called his name Jesus. Here's the last lesson. Jesus means Jehovah saves. In Hebrew, when you say, I believe in Jesus, literally you're saying, I believe Jehovah saves me. Um, so I, I want you to hear this. I, I read this and I just want to read you a paragraph. Ray Comfort is a Christian evangelist and he says this. Sometimes I'm asked, what about people who have never heard of Jesus Christ? Are you saying they are all going to hell? He responds, the inference is that the people who have never heard the gospel are basically good people and that God would be unjust to send them to hell. So I tell the questioner that they will be fine if they are indeed good people. However, in God's eyes, a good person is one who is morally perfect in thought, word, and deed. That means that they will be in trouble with God if they've committed adultery, hatred, murder, uh, theft, lust, or if they've lied. God will do what is right and just and will punish wrongdoing no matter where it is found. If they have broken even one commandment, they will get what's coming to them. That's why we send missionaries to these people so they can be saved from their sins through faith in Jesus. And then you're supposed to say to the person asking the question, now then, let's get back to you. <laughs> Meaning, sometimes people bring up the heathen in Africa, not because they're so concerned about them, but that's their way of, of pushing Jesus away from their life. The point is, the word Jesus means Jehovah saves, and if you can be saved without Jesus... Why did he come down from heaven? We need Jesus to be saved. So I'm going to ask you, close by asking you a big question. Is Jesus your Savior? Or are you putting him off and pushing him off? Don't do that. I, I gave a Bible study at a, at a church, and at the Bible study, an older man gave his testimony, and he said this. My wife and I were pretty wild. We drank a lot, went to parties. Then she got saved. She starts going to church. And I would go to church now and then with her. And part of me wanted Christ, but part of me didn't. But I would go to, in fact, one day he said, I went to church with her with my grandson. And the preacher said, if you're not a believer, don't take Holy Communion today. So I didn't go up. And then later in the service, he said, but if you've never accepted Christ, would you come forward and accept Christ as your savior? And I didn't go up, and my grandson starts crying, crying so loud I had to take him to the church lobby, and I said, what is wrong with you? And he said, Grandpa, why are you so afraid of letting Jesus into your heart? And, and this man said to us, that's what pushed me over the edge. <laughs> I became a Christian that day. Listen, the big point of Christmas is a Savior has come. But he's only your savior if you trust him, if you believe in him. And if you've never come to Jesus and said, look, I'm sorry for my sins. I do turn to you. I'm going to believe in you from now on that you died for my sins and rose from the dead. If you've never done that, spend some time today confessing your sins to God, asking God to forgive your sins. Ask Jesus to come into your heart. Then if you've never been baptized, get baptized and then find a good church and start going regularly because there's nothing more important on earth. No human event in human history can top the day God became a human being to save us. Is he your savior? Amen. 
Welcome to the portion of the pastor's study where we ask Pastor Brock, Brock questions regarding the Bible. Pastor Brock, I love learning about angels. Mm -hmm. Can you tell me when were they created? Well, God said to Job, where were you, Job, when I created the world? And the angels, the holy, you know, uh, rejoiced. So the angels were created before the world was created. So only God's eternal. But then after a, who knows how long, God made the angels and then he made the world. So, What do angels do? What's their purpose? Well, this is from Hebrews chapter 1, and it says this in verse 14. Are not they, the angels, all ministering spirits sent out to serve for the sake of those who are to inherit salvation? So the angels' jobs is to serve us. Angels serve people. Now, you might not have ever seen or ever will see an angel, but who is it that caught you so they didn't fall down that cliff? Could have been an angel. Mm -hmm. You know, the angels are, the word angel means messenger, like we said in the sermon, but they're messengers of God, and they serve God, and they glorify God, but they also serve us. Hmm. Yeah. Does every person have a guardian angel? Well, Jesus said, be careful how you treat children because their faces, they, they continue, the angels in heaven, their angels in heaven, continually behold the face of my father. Mm -hmm. So little kids have an angel in heaven. Mm -hmm. And I think adults do too. So I do think we have guardian angels because of that verse. Do they take human form or can they take human form? Um, yes, uh, it says in Hebrews, be careful how you entertain strangers because thereby some have entertained angels without knowing it. Mm -hmm. So it's possible, Mona, you've seen an angel and I've seen an angel, but it was really, it looked like a human, but it was really an angel. Do we or should we ever pray to our angels? No. You know, some new age people get into their spirit guide and they pray to their angel. Mm -hmm. We're never told in the Bible to pray to an angel. And I've seen some Catholics who pray to the Archangel Michael. The Bible never tells us to pray to the Archangel Michael. In the Bible, you pray to God. <laughs> so I wouldn't pray to an angel, no. Do we become angels once we die? No, we don't. And like we said in the sermon, Jesus, people have gotten confused because Jesus said, when you die, you become like an angel and that you're single. You won't be married in heaven. Mm -hmm. But it ne he never says you become an angel. Because again, angels are these special creatures that God created before the world was, was made. Hmm. Is Jesus the archangel Michael? No. <laughs> if Jehovah's Witnesses come to your door, it's a cult, mm -hmm. they will teach you that Jesus is the archangel Michael. The Bible never says that. In fact, I encourage our reader, our, our viewers, Read the whole first chapter of Hebrews. The purpose of that chapter, because there was an ancient heresy saying that Jesus is an angel. Read Hebrews chapter one. The whole purpose of that uh, chapter is to show Jesus is not an angel. He's the eternal son of God. So, you know, if, if Jehovah's Witnesses tell you that angel, uh, Jesus is the archangel Michael, you gotta say, okay, can you show me scripture? Chapter and verse, it's nowhere in scripture. Hmm. Jesus is not an angel. He's not a, Jesus was not created by God the Father. God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit are one and they're all eternal. One God and three persons. Jesus is eternal. God the Father didn't create Jesus. Jesus has always been with the Father and the Spirit. Again, one God, three persons. Yeah. Okay. Where do demons come from? Well, the Bible does talk about fallen angels, but it never really explains it much. Mm -hmm. But so it does appear there were these angels and somehow they fell. And again, the Bible never clearly says that the fallen angels are the demons, but I think that's a good surmise. Hmm. Uh, so, yeah. So was Satan 
a fallen angel? Well, again, now here's what's weird. The Bible never clearly says where Satan came from. It says he shows up in the garden as a snake. Mm -hmm. That's the first time you see him. And s Satan is not eternal. Only God is eternal. So somehow Satan was created. But the theory, but again, it's a theory, is that he was one of the good angels and he rebelled and fell and became the devil. But again, some of the stuff is a bit mysterious and we just got to leave it at that. Yeah. Do you think Satan is still here on earth then? That's what, the, you know, uh, uh, in the book of Job, uh, Satan comes before God and Satan, where have you been? Oh, roaming upon the face of the earth and going up and down on it. And it says in Peter, the, the letter of Peter, mm -hmm. um, Satan prowls around like a roaring lion seeking somebody to devour, but resist him, firm in your faith. In other words, Satan isn't in hell yet. He won't be in hell until the end. Right now he's on earth doing dirty work. Hmm. And so are his demons. Yeah. Are angels invisible? Can we see them? Or? Um, I think angels can be invisible, or they can show up looking like a human, or they can show up in shining clothing like they did at, at the resurrection. So yeah, they're, they're, they can show up, <laughs> but they're invisible also. Well, you know, where do we get the concept that angels have wings and a halo? You see those frequently in right. pictures. Uh, it's never in the Bible that angels have, whole, uh, have halos, you know. And it never says in the Bible that they uh, are uh, playing harps on clouds. Uh, it does, uh, and it never says that they have wings. So I think we get that from medieval uh, imagination, people, you know, dreaming of what maybe angels look like. Mm -hmm. But again, it never says they have wings. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Right. Well, Mona, we've only got a minute left. Is that it? Or is there... That's it, That's Tom. all the questions. That's it. So if you don't mind, let me just, everybody, let me update you on, on our show. Just thank you so much for your prayers. We are uh, on more stations than we've ever been. And what happens when people send in money, it doesn't go to my Cadillac. We're very conservative. I get a modest salary. Everybody else in our ministry, like Mona, uh, is, is an unpaid volunteer. We just do this because we love the Lord. Mm -hmm. When you give money to this ministry, it overwhelmingly goes to pay the TV costs. When we get enough money, we add another city. So thank you so much. If you see the uh, address in a minute, if you want to support our ministry, there you go. Thank you for your prayers. Mm -hmm. And we want to pray that God blesses you this Christmas season. Uh, if you uh, see an angel, uh, tell somebody about it. But test the angels, because not all angels are angels. Satan can appear as an angel of light. Test everything against scripture. We'll see you next time at the pastor's study. What was it right on, Sarah? Thank you for watching the pastor's study. You can watch more of our programs at pastorstudy.org. We are on the air preaching the gospel of Christ because of our generous support of you, our viewers. Would you consider supporting our ministry? You may do so at pastorstudy.org or write the pastor's study, P.O. Box 41294, Minneapolis, Minnesota 55441. May the blessing of our one triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be with you today and always. If you've been blessed by the pastor's study, would you consider a tax-deductible gift to help us reach more people with the good news of Jesus Christ? You can donate at our website, pastorstudy.org, two S's, or mail a check to the Pastor's Study, P.O. Box 41294, Minneapolis, Minnesota, 55441. 
May the Lord bless you and have a wonderful week.